All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. You seem uh, more vibrant now than I've seen you in weeks. Really? Yeah, like I, when I saw you in a <laughs> meeting on Tuesday morning, yeah. I was like, I wonder if he's doing okay. Yeah. You're like you're kind of red in the cheeks and you're kind of glossy eyed. Uh huh. And I was like, what's going on with my buddy? Yeah. I, well, I think it was like I was partially sunburnt and I like. I think Tuesday was the day that I woke up being like, woo, good to go. Yeah. And then I don't know why, but the, st- the start of the days have been making me really cranky. I don't okay. know if it's like a sugar thing. No, that's it, a being an adult thing. Or yeah, I think it's like an, a being an adult thing. <laughs> I'm like way more, anyone could come in and ask me anything and I am going to have a 60% better chance of being a, a dickhead to them in the morning versus really? the afternoon. I, yeah, I, it's it has kind of shocked me lately. I'm like, I just need to like, hold my shit together until afternoon people should try their best to figure things out before noon that's and then right. if they need you and save I should it for say later a dick by my standards i don't think that's like a like a hardcore like jump down your throat kind of thing no, you're as not much a bully it's just kind of like <sighs> you're not a bully you just don't want to be bothered for trivial things that's right or that's bullied into other stuff which probably happens now and then yeah you know just like yeah but can we do it and i'm like uh, okay the pressures yeah. Because you're a one-man department. Yes. Like, whereas the salespeople are like, they're competing against the other salespeople to make sure their clients are getting the same amount of attention and affection as all the other clients. And that's Mm -hmm. valid. Mm -hmm. We even got two programmers. We've only got one Slaney. And I feel like if I was doing that, like, the fact is that I'm still part of that for them, but I don't have as much of the connection. So it's kind of just like being told to do this to make that you know yeah anyway, it's just part of the it's part of the job that i should be like used to and totally good about no but, no everybody's job has elements that they just never really totally adapt yeah. to because they think that they're 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 just not suited for them or, sometimes i and, and i think it's like sometimes the the person who's asking to like i'm like whoa i reacted totally different to that person than i would from another person again Why? that's being a human adult yeah i know <laughs> i know I just gotta anyway. How was your long weekend? It, up. Uh, it was good. Yeah. It was it was pretty solid. We had a surprise party for a friend. I was telling you, you know, you said you're always in party mode. You're always in party mode. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. We do like you know to, how last weekend you went to Las Vegas for a bachelor party, <laughs> and the weekend before that you two had a, you had a YouTube that. karaoke party at someone's house. Oh, that's true. And the week before that, you went to Boston for an all weekend sporting party. Yeah, okay. You went to like 16 weddings last summer and you stood in 17 of them. <laughs> I only, I haven't <laughs> stood in a wedding yet. Oh, okay. I'm this, sorry. This year's going to be my first one. First one as, and best man. Is that right? That's right. Oh yeah. I guess I knew about that. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to stand in my buddy's wedding, but that's not for another year and a half yeah. or something. So you're just kind of waiting. Are you, I, are you best man? No, 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 but I am a good man. You're a good man. I try my best. Yeah. You're a solid man. I feel like I, and this is not a luxury you have, but as somebody who's getting married, um, it would be a pressure you'd otherwise be under. Does Does Colin, who who is who you're the best man to, does he have a brother? He does. Weird. So you're still the best man above the brother. Yeah, Colin's brother's a little bit. He's a couple years older than him. Um, okay. So he's like a few years older than him. Right. He's standing in the wedding. Hmm. But I think like overall, it was like. Like I kind of knew I was going to be his best man. I mean, maybe it's not an awkward thing, and I don't, I don't anticipate it being an awkward thing in my family. And he also lives away too. Right. Okay. Not see. I, I, I don't, I can't speak for my brother, but like he'll be my best man, and there's nice. nothing, there's nothing weird about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, I guess I can think of it. Like my dad, he had two brothers, and his college buddy was his best man. So maybe it's not a rule written in stone. I just kind of always figured, like, well, that's the default, and I'm cool with it. Yeah. I think it's based on, you know, I think my friend just kind of based it on friendship. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know, if there's one person around that I'm going to hang out with, it's going to be Matt. Right. So, let's go from there. I'm pretty surprised you haven't been a groomsman otherwise, because you have you have a lot of fellow friends. I've been to a lot of weddings, but only, like, two, like, uh, like... <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say like there's been like three good friend weddings you, you know you know like 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 people that you're like everyone I, else was just a hundred dollar check where you're like i'll never get back where you're like i grew up with this person hmm. versus you know i you know started working with this person or i met them kind of later on yeah. or uh it's jen's friend 
it's gonna be a difficult thing to just to narrow down groomsmen because you know what it is kind of t- like it's it, it is tough and it isn't tough like colin's wedding i feel like 90 percent of the groomsmen are going to be in my wedding as yeah, well. probably because that yeah. happens to be the size of your friendship circle. Yeah, and if that lines up perfectly, that's good. But mm-hmm. say you have six best buddies. Yeah, and I would just Jen only has in. four best buddies or yeah. something. I mean, yeah, you could bring them all. I mean, it doesn't really matter that much the the evenness of the tradition. Yeah, but at some point you're gonna have to cut it off, right? Yeah, she's kind of depending <laughs> on me at this point. She's like, well, it all depends. You want five or four? Or oh, five okay. or four? And I'm like, oh, I could throw in like, <laughs> throw in another buddy there should pick too. like 35. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. Everyone get up here. <laughs> I would just do it to force Jen's hand and be like, where are your 35 friends, Jen? Yeah. <laughs> it's a dominance thing for me. You just put in the invitation, please wear a blue tie to every male guest. That's right. <laughs> and be prepared to stand for a bit. Yeah, and come early for photos. Also, like, will you be one of my groomsmen? And then it's kind of a diss once they're like, all right, groomsmen, get on up here. (laughs) Everybody except uh, that guy. Not you. you. Sit back down. Sorry there, Paul. Speaking of all this, did you watch any of the royal nuptials on Saturday? You know what? I was lying in bed, and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning, and I just heard like a hardcore churchy organ and then singing and church bells, and I was like, Hmm. What? Where is this coming from? Like, I thought it was actually coming from outside. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, my God, it's the royal wedding. And the super I, famous royal wedding. Yes. And I just – actually, it wasn't even 10. It was, like, 8. And I just texted Jen downstairs and said, can you turn it down a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> that is so the opposite of what happened in this homestead. Let's hear it. Well, uh, the cat woke up Becky really early, mm-hmm. so she came to sleep. Big in, royals fan. Exactly. Uh, she came to sleep in this room. So by the time I woke up for the day, we were asleep in different rooms and I turned on the TV in the bedroom and they were already in the, in the, the the vows, that part. Oh, wow. And so I texted Becky, get up, you're missing it. So that's the opposite of the exchange. (laughs) (laughs) And did you, like, I didn't, I didn't even see a highlight reel. I don't, this one, I feel like Prince William really just kind of stole the thunder. He had a better wedding, you mean? Yeah. I mean, like, he's going to be the king. Sorry, he, st- he stole the thunder a couple of years ago because it was like the first royal wedding in however long. I guess. I don't know. I think people... Oh, <clears> people <throat> still freaked out. I just, just for me personally, I was and like, Meghan hey, what's Markle the novelty? Meghan Markle has the potential to be the people's princess. And oh, like, did she ever? She, well, and she's also like biracial, which is cool, and mm-hmm. she's American. I heard her talk the other day, and I was like, whoa, American accent. There's no, there's no person who has watched Suits who hasn't said to themselves... Oh my gosh, that racially ambiguous lady is the most attractive human I think I've ever seen. Absolutely. Yeah. She just seems... Besides my betrothed. She seems terribly darling. And uh, I don't really care, except for that it's a spectacle. You know how I'm drawn Mm -hmm. to spectacles. And it looks like everybody was was at their best and the weather was good. Like, I actually... This is such an adult moment I had. I'm like, oh, good. The weather was good. (laughs) Good for them. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Don't you think that Prince Harry and Prince William married up so much to the point that they... Married two of the most iconically beautiful humans. Yeah, in the they're world. they're truly like perfect specimens. Those yeah. women are stunningly beautiful. Women. Like I think if you t- chose the top one percent of attractive people in the world, both of them would be in it. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less. I think. I mean, they they Prince Harry is quite handsome. William used to be quite handsome. I think he used to be considered like a heartthrob, and then he just kind of got daddish. He got kind of bald and bucktooth. Yep. Um, but for a time, he was like very heartthrobby. I think they're probably both quite gentlemanly too. Yeah, <laughs> when you said he got kind of daddish and and bucktoothy, did did you start thinking about the SNL skit? Oh no, but that was good. That was good. Yeah, where he was he was such a dweeb, like with the with the baby carrier. <laughs> okay, stop making fun of me. My favorite part of that was uh, Harry introducing himself as Ron Sleasley. <laughs> oh, nice. I missed that. <laughs> That whole sketch was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was Tina Light. In fact, I think the whole show was Tina Light. It really was. She was picking her spots to come in. From what I saw, I only saw the first five skits before coming over here. Oh, okay. You're not caught up on it. No. Did you see Update? Uh, nope. Update. What happened in Update that was good? I don't really know. I saw parts of the Mean Girls sketch. It seemed oh, really yeah. funny. Like It seemed like a funny episode. I uh, We've been listening to the, the Broadway cast recording of that show. Oh, yeah? It's very musical theater-y. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, Tina Tina Fey's husband wrote the music. Oh wow! Um, oh yeah, because he he wrote the music for their show too. Or for Thirty Rock. For Thirty Rock. Well, yeah. and he was a he was like head composer on head of music on SNL for. 10 years or something. Oh, cool. Like, he's very, I think, musically skilled. Um, I'd say. So, yeah, like, the the lyrics are kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Like, none of the main characters I care about when I listen through to it, like the Regina George and the the Lindsay Lohan character, I don't really care. But, you know, Karen in Mean Girls, the ditzy one, Amanda Seyfried? Yeah. Everything she says in the Broadway show is hysterical. Really? Yeah, and they got a good Janice Ian, too. Amanda Seyfried never did comedy again, did she? Not really. She did a couple of Nicholas Sparks movies. She, well, she's in the Mamma Mia ones, and those right. are those are comedic, kind of I guess. Silly. Yeah, they're silly. That's the best way to describe it. Silly. It was silly that they were ever made. Yeah, well, they're doing another one. I know, right? That doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense because they've used up all the best ABBA songs. So now they're going to the deep cuts, the, the B sides. That's, that, that's what it should be called, Mamma Mia Two: The B Sides. No, I would agree with you, except for that. As stupid as it is that they're making the sequel, they do have the best title for it. What's it called? Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. <laughs> Which is kind of like staring, Mama Mia, staring them in the face. <laughs> hey, speaking it's of... definitely better than like Papa Mia. Papa Mia, that would be a good idea. <laughs> well, Mom, it's a show about her. She's trying to find her father, right? Right. I actually never saw the movie, but I went to yeah, it at yeah. Neptune there a couple months ago. What'd you think? It was good. It was fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were you dancing in the aisles? They make, they make you get up and dance at the end. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you had to like st- stand up and kind of do yeah. like an awkward 90 degree arm like. And I'm like wearing a pressed shirt. Yep. And Tell I'm so sweaty. <laughs> and I'm trying not to lift my arms too much to reveal the blackness beneath. Right. And I think at one point, I, I know it was during the intermission. I said to Becky, I said, well, I guess I'll have to see the movie now. And the guy sitting next to me turns to me and he goes, you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> And I'm like, no. And he's like, I mean, this is fine, but the movie is an all-time classic. And I was like, I don't think you're right. An all-time classic. Can I go ahead and disagree with you there? And that's what we said. I was like, I don't know about that. (laughs) You got super comfortable. Oh, you don't know what a classic is. Yeah. No. If if it is a classic, I'm really pissed about how much I spent on these tickets. Right. When's it entering the Criterion Collection there, bud? Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. Before we move off... Before we move off SNL, mm-hmm. um, I think we're generally above uh, tawdry celebrity gossip. But did you hear about <laughs> Pete Davidson? No. Okay. Bring me in. Guess who Pete Davidson is dating? Oh, he's dating. Isn't he dating Lizzie uh, uh, David? Cassie David? Yeah, he was. Oh, they're not anymore. No. No. That's right. She was Larry David's daughter. Yeah, that just I, ended I within I the forgot. last like month then. It ended recently. Okay. Uh, you're right. I knew. I even saw the name Cassie David, and I forgot that it was Larry David's daughter. Okay, so he has dated in the inner circle before. Yes. No more inner circle than who he's dating now. Ariana Grande. Whoa. Isn't that weird? Oh, I was gonna say, is it like, is it like Cardi B or something? Basically, like she seems to have a thing for gawky-looking white boys, doesn't she? Who was her last? Uh, Mac Miller. Mac Miller. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw she said something about him getting a DUI arrest, or was that her that got the DUI? No, I think it was him. She said today that that relationship was toxic. Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. We're sure of this. Yeah. Whoa. Crazy. And Why? so all of her like little followers are like, you can do so much better, Ariana. <laughs> And she's probably like, why? He's nice. I know I can. Whatever. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I was thinking about it. Like, she's going through something that almost nobody can understand, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Shout out light. She is, uh, like, she was the reason all those people were at that thing where they died. Uh Um, Uh-huh. And I think that she's been pretty adult about that whole situation. There's probably some kind of... That's interesting. And he's hugely traumatic experiences. He's experienced some trauma. That's that's longer lasting, but he can probably tell her a thing or two about when she feels really dark, you know? He could probably help her out a little bit. Whoa, man. This is crazy. I can't wait to tell Jen. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Although Cassie David seemed cool. I don't know, man. I think I saw her better. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess. (laughs) Sure. I'm sure she is cool. Okay, Royal Wedding, check. Boom. 13 Reasons Why is back. Um, and interestingly, the day they premiered their second season, yeah. which is about a school shooting, mm-hmm. there was yet another terrible school shooting in the States. Oh, it happened the same day. Yeah, in Texas. And they, I think they uh, delayed the release until Saturday. Probably better. But they, I don't know, because the school shooting was on Friday. I had heard they delayed it, so I'm not really sure how that shook out. Mm-hmm. But uh, reviews are not strong. 
Oh, really? For this show that was like a cultural phenomenon last year. Remember right. how big it was? It was the equivalent of Mamma Mia. It was, yes. It was on the same, according to that guy anyway, <laughs> it was on the same level as Mamma Mia, but it was about teen suicide and school shootings. Right. Uh, and even last Mama year. Mamma Mia is not about that? Uh, not on my first glance. Okay. Maybe the subtext. <laughs> All right. Maybe <laughs> Mamma Mia 2 is about that. Exactly. Here we go again. <laughs> 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 Uh, so you remember how last year they uh, they like kind of stirred the pot a little bit, and a lot of people were upset that this is like triggering, yep. and it's it's uh, maybe not very uh, very good of an maybe influence. Like teaching some lessons about how <laughs> suicide well, is romanticizing suicide, I think was cool. the problem. Yeah, and so now they're kind of saying the same thing. They're like, this show is is just exploitation. This yeah. show is not really teaching you what it's like to be in the darkness of a teenage mind. Right. It's just glorifying horrific things. And in this case, especially so, it is capitalizing on the talk of the town, which is guns and schools. Mm-hmm. Agree. Although I think that was kind of decided upon a little bit before, before it was released. Before Parkland. Uh, but, I mean, school shootings have been a thing forever. Right. Since Columbine. Was so that it, the first it, school shooting? I, I don't know. I doubt it. It was like I, the biggest, most like... It kind of brought school shootings. There's probably school shootings like in the 1800s all the time. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But like people are just challenged to a duel at that point and it was like commonplace. We lost another one at lunch because he fucking stole a sandwich. Oh my God. You will have to stay after class for a duel. Yes. (laughs) You didn't pass on your homework. Yeah. I mean, I don't, (laughs) I was just going to say like, I don't even think the guns were strong then. This is, oh my God. Like, it was just, it was just like, okay, I have to have this bullet removed from that, like, <laughs> mini musket that Tommy shot me with. I gotta say, I think you're off base on that. I, you know what? That's an entirely fair thing to say. And I even agree with you. <laughs> I'm off base for sure. Teacher, I don't know uh, what I'm saying. Are, are guns really that scary these days? I mean, no, they're, they're gonna get worse, but they are scary. They're always scary. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Apologies, right. everyone, on it's that It's all one. right. Um, so anyway, don't watch Tawdry 13 Reasons Why. I guess it's just kind of, it's it's not very good for anybody. Yeah, there was even like a parental like television group that spoke out against it. I don't yeah. know if you saw that headline. Yeah, I saw that yeah. too. Um, speaking of, of Tawdry things, Charlie Theron, Theron mm-hmm. is going to play Megan Kelly in a movie about the Roger Ailes weird thing so they're gonna do a movie about how roger ailes was terrible mm-hmm. and megan kelly is obviously a big part of that and charlie's theron which i mean i guess is a good likeness but i feel like that's all they're going for in some some of these movies now totally it's exactly what they're going for ashton kutcher steve jobs right they're both tall and kind of gangly yeah that's like the other thing is he had ashton kutcher had a beard for six months and they're like oh my god steve jobs he's really committing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, no, you're right. And and we've talked before about how, in a lot of cases, people's biggest sticking point with the casting of somebody is that they don't look enough like somebody. Yeah. And that is just not the most important thing. No, agreed. It's in no way the most important thing. Uh, the Obamas signed a production deal with Netflix. Did they? I saw something tweeted about it today and figured that that was actually happening. Yeah, it is happening. Yep. What are their shows going to be about? I don't know what the parameters are. I mean, I think they're probably just going to fund some documentaries. Right. It's going to be like, here's the charm of Missouri. It's not going to be like, it's not going to be like a family sitcom starring the Obamas. Right. But naturally, because this is happening, there are some Red State people who are threatening to cancel their Netflix subscriptions. Uh-oh. Because everything has to be divided. Yeah. Doesn't Trump have his own channel? Yeah. Well, I mean, he has Fox News. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I mean, there's stuff on Netflix that's, I don't know if there's stuff on Netflix that's pro-Trump because there's not that much... <laughs> entertainment media that's pro-trump right um but there could be it's by signing a deal with the obamas they're not like taking a side politically they're just making a good business choice yeah netflix right netflix is international it's not always about you florida yes you know what i'm saying yeah i yeah i uh i guess that's all i can say i agree all right cool <laughs> I don't, we're on the, we're on the same page I, i'm not like on i i don't know enough about it to comment really any more than that are you excited about oceans eight i'm getting there i'm really excited about it saw a couple commercials before uh infinity war this week yeah and yeah i i think it'll be a good watch a fun watch i think it's gonna be a lot of fun too all the oceans movies were like a fun watch i've now watched oceans 11 and 12 yeah, because I had never seen any of them until I think like a I month saw ago. Oceans Thirteen as well, and so I haven't I haven't seen Oceans Thirteen yet. Yeah, all good. 
I don't, I'm sure you're right. All enjoyable. Well, and the cast is spectacular. Anyway, yeah. the, the first people have seen it now, mm-hmm. and I guess Anne Hathaway steals the show. And I know you were never a big fan of Anne Hathaway. That's right. Are you willing to let that go and try a new? Sure, why not? Well, if she does something that... <laughs> how, <laughs> how gracious of me. Big moment. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I just find she rubs me the wrong way in every movie that she's in. But I... I oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, that's not what I thought it was. I feel like most people who disliked Anne Hathaway there like five years ago disliked her because of how she was when she got up to accept the trophy that she was inevitably be- no, being No, I do think in real life she rubs me the wrong way even more. But even in a movie, uh, I can't quite I think get she's on her a, level. She's great in a movie. Yeah. I really do. Anyway, she's apparently really funny and she's she's wild in it. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Let's go, Anne Hath. I'm all about the... I don't think they make enough heist movies anymore. Heist movies are amazing. And like unapologetic movies where the main character is just a greedy person. Right. Like we don't need to create a backstory of like how his, his dad hurt him or something. Did you ever see Dog Day Afternoon? No. <laughs> okay, that that one is very much, there. there is an entire reason that he's robbing the bank and it's like very emotional. Yeah. But it's a, cra- it's a crazy twist at the time too. It was who, like in the 70s. Who is Dog Day Afternoon? Who's in that? That's Al Pacino. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's fitting. Yeah. It, crazy heist movie. I watched it uh, when we lived in Kentville. Okay. It was an insane watch. Where was I? I think you, maybe you hadn't moved in at that point. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe or maybe I was working or something. Right. Anyway. Or maybe I was out on the town. That was a good watch. Yeah. The town. Amazing. The town is great. Speaking of being out on the town. Yeah. <laughs> I was in on the town. I feel like, and we've talked about this in the podcast before, but I feel like Inside Man doesn't get enough love. Yep. Inside Man was great. That was a Spike Lee joint, wasn't it? It was a Spike Lee joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clive Owen in general doesn't get enough love. Clive Owen, if there's one person I could get to do my GPS or like my voicemail, it would definitely be Clive Owen. Like, I can't even do his yeah. ac- His accent is so oddly particular. I have yep. no idea where he's from. I mean, he plays an American in Inside Man. Yeah. But I think he might be like Welsh or something. Yeah. Even when he plays an American, he's kind of like he has a line in Sin City where he says like, like, I'm Britney's boyfriend. And I'm out of my mind. <laughs> I just thought, oh man, Clive Owen is the coolest. That's a cool favorite voice. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Freeman is going to voice the Vancouver transit system. Like, you know how... Really? Our, our city, we have like a person like, your next stop is mm-hmm. Waverly. In, in Vancouver, it's going to be Morgan Freeman. Whoa. Yeah. They paid up. I guess they probably did. I can't figure out if that's like a great thing for Morgan Freeman because he can get paid for a whole new easy form of right. acting now or if it's really sad. I think it's a great thing for Vancouver. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think uh, I don't think that Freeman's going to be doing this everywhere. No, probably not. But he probably gets paid it's really kind well. Of like a novelty thing. Well, it's yeah, just why not? it's just this weird meme. I equate it to how everybody says their least favorite word is moist. Right. Like they don't really dislike the word moist. Maybe they find it a little odd. Yeah. But somebody said a while ago that moist is a chilling word, and everybody jumped on the moist bandwagon. Yeah, I agree. It's like when people for a while were were saying, "I don't like feet." Yeah. Get feet away from What are you talking about? You have two of them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And so, like, Morgan Freeman obviously has a very unique voice, and it's a cool voice, but everybody just kind of jumps to, oh, it's got to be Morgan Freeman. Right. For for an epic narration. That would be the Family Feud number one answer at this point, I think. It definitely would be. And that only happened within the last, like, 15 years, I think, Well, that that idea got popularized. Well, and interestingly... Uh, Shawshank Redemption is always the meme. Like yeah. it's, that's always like the 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 narration that everybody does the impression right, of. Right. But it was when he narrated March of the Penguins that he became like the voiceover. That's guy. right. That's exactly when it happened. You just pinpointed it. I think I did. Good job. Jordan Peele is still winning shit for Get Out. Really? Yeah, he won the Ray Bradbury Award for the Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America. Okay. Which like sounds uh, like a big deal. Yeah. Totally. Black Mirror, did that pick anything up or was it film only? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know that they give out this Ray Bradbury award like annually. I don't really know what it is, but I mean, yep. to be given something named for that great uh, sci-fi writer you know, kind of cool. You know what I learned right before uh, coming here was that there was a new Matt Gro- Groening um, yeah. cartoon in production. Right. It's coming to Netflix. Disenchantment. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be on Netflix. It looks exactly like The Simpsons and Futurama. Well, it should. And it, yeah, and it should. And uh, it stars like Abby Jacobson and Nat Faxon. Oh, great. And ah, oh, there's someone else. Oh, uh, Eric Andre. All right. Yeah. They were able to put a, a, a leash around him, I guess. Yeah, I feel like they kind of went into the whole... There There seems to be a few episodes of The Simpsons that exist now where they're in kind of like a... 
medieval uh, kind of grim slash Harry Potter style world. Okay. It's very like sci-fi and, and majestic. Yeah. And sci-fi fan, fantastic and majestic fantastical yes yeah uh, and i i think he was just like let's make a whole show about that that sounds great and so they're doing it with good actors all right yeah yeah i'm I mean, in on it i, I mean of course yeah. yeah and it's not on netflix so it's on well, what do we know we have a do we have a start date for that no they like just released a couple stills the other day so oh great i think it's probably still like a year out that's cool or within the next year yeah right on did you know that they are still doing a Men in Black reboot? No. So I just learned about this today. Uh, Liam Neeson and Chris Hemsworth signed on. <laughs> that, that those are the two Men in Black? I guess. Which is good. Like, I like those guys. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know if it's necessarily a, a Men in Black reboot. They're calling it a spinoff. So they might not be playing, like, agents of the alien. They might not be Men in Black, per se. Right. But it exists in the Men in Black universe. Hmm. I like that then. Yeah. If it's not supposed to be a total reboot. And it's not going to be a, a 23 Jump Street kind of situation. No. that was the discussion for a while, right? They were going to do right. Men, in Black, Men in Black on Jump Street or something, which I'm really sad never happened. <laughs> they could have made it up. Like, I, I think a lot of people thought, ew, gross. But I, I think that the, I think that the, tw- the, the Jump Street movies especially proved that they could do something stupid and maybe, make it really great. Maybe that'll happen as a Netflix show. Yeah. Maybe. I'm kind of surprised that they never did more Jump Street stuff. Like, they were just raking in money. They were critical darlings. They were fun. I think Jonah Hill probably wanted to do more serious stuff. But when was the last time he did something serious? He's in this new movie with Joaquin Phoenix, which looks like... It's like a Gus Van Zandt movie, isn't it? Yeah, it looks unwatchable. Really? Doesn't it? Like, it I, haven't, looks... I haven't seen it. I just saw a post about it today. But Yeah, actually Joaquin see a Phoenix is like in a wheelchair or something, and it's about discovering yourself, but really probably just discovering oh. that life is meaningless and this is all just a void. We're all just on a spinning rock. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Speaking of all that, Philip Roth died today. Who's that? He's like a great American writer. What's his name? What? Hmm? Huh? <laughs> what does he do? Well, he wrote uh, he wrote Goodbye Columbus and American Pastoral and Portnoy's Complaint, and they were just novels. It's like Sorry, a, he's like it's like a great known? great American uh, Jewish American novelist. He won the Pulitzer Prize. Oh, I wouldn't have brought it up if I thought you were going to look dumb doing it. But. Sorry, yeah, I'm dumb. <laughs> Did you Sorry. read any of his books? Yeah, I read I read uh, a novella he wrote just like ten years ago called The Humbling, which was really good. Okay. Um, and I have a book in my shelf that I've never read called The Great American Novel. Uh, and I, I have never read any of his classics, um, but I, like, I think they all have kind of a, uh, a Freudian complex to them. He's okay. got like mother issues. And, huh, interesting. And, but yeah, he's considered great. Okay. He was 85. Rest in power. Yeah, that's right. He was 85, so he's, he's due. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you got there in that notebook of y'all's? I got nothing else. You got nothing else? I don't know if I picked anything else up besides the disenchantment thing um, and a lot of royal wedding talk. Yeah, it just went on and on. Yeah. It was just like a... And it was nice. I mean, I, the thing that I liked about it, and I remember it happening when William and Kate got married too. There are always some naysayers, some really anti-monarchists. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, if you're from the United Kingdom and you think they're bleeding your economy or something, you might understand that better than I do. And you have your right to to reject it or at least not engage with it. Mm-hmm. But at the heart of the royal wedding was positivity. And so ah. I was just like, okay, that's nice for people to turn on their TVs and just be good natured about something. Right. For once. Catch it on the crown season 20. Yeah, maybe they'll keep it up. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Meghan Markle will play herself in the crown. Oh, that would be interesting. Seems essential. Mm-hmm. What a babe. What a legend. <laughs> Do you want to talk about shows? Sure. Okay. I think I, I, I'm going to go first. And I think you know which one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recap. Uh, yes. I'm going to recap the new program, Cobra Kai, from YouTube Red. It is the television sequel to the 84 classic Karate Kid. An amazing dojo <laughs> featuring film we're silly today <laughs> i know i was just trying to 
figure out a sentence where I could fit Dojo in. Okay, I'm going to go on go. I'll recap the first episode of Cobra Kai. Three, two, one, go. Uh, Johnny Lawrence uh, is now a total failure ever since having been defeated in that big tournament uh, by Daniel Sun in the Karate Kid like 35 years ago. And he... Uh, he does like little construction odd jobs and he lives alone in the dumpy apartment and uh, some kid who moves in next door, he kind of like blows him off, but then he rescues him from these bullies and the kid's like, can you teach me karate? And he's like, no. And then he runs into Daniel's son. Daniel's son tries to give him some charity and he's like back off and instead he reopens the Cobra Kai dojo. <laughs> <laughs> it's so petty. Yes. Like he hates the fact that this guy is so successful and he's like you know what i am gonna teach this kid to kick guys like this ass <laughs> yeah is, well not even guys like that but i think he felt a little bullied at the time is the show self-aware does the show recognize that it's preposterous for him to, to for his life to have been ruined by that one crane kick yes 100 percent. but at the same time haven't you ever hung on to something for way too long yeah, I think it's definitely. just that to like a really extreme level that like one thing really fucks you up forever. I really wanted to be valedictorian in, oh, gra- really? in grade 12. Oh. And they didn't base it on grades. My grades were fine, but it yeah. wasn't about grades. It was about the best speech. And uh, the guy picking valedictorian was the English teacher who everybody loved. <laughs> right. And Except for you because you had him figured out. Maybe maybe he's the thing I haven't let go of. Because <laughs> you, you seem to know about it. <laughs> Because um, you were like, I was on to him. I was. He knew it. I was. He was full of shit. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he didn't pick me, and uh, my speech was really good. He picked another guy whose speech was fine too. But okay. uh, that was the thing that that's, was like that's big of you. To and say. I, you know how I feel about public speaking. Why did I want to do it? I don't know. I don't know either. I think I just wanted to matter. I think I wanted to like have the last word in high right. school because I felt like I was kind of invisible or something. And so like for a couple years, and especially like because the couple years that followed high school were kind of confusing times for old Colin. Okay. I think I probably held on to that for longer than I needed to. Gotcha. And then I got over it. You almost opened up like a, a writing workshop to help kids <laughs> with their valedictorian speech. I opened a valedictory club. Yeah. <laughs> and if hey, you were you a valedictorian, go, you were not allowed. Do you go to my high school that I went to? <laughs> Is that teacher still there? All right. Perfect. Do you have Very anything sure. that you would like to share with the class? Do you have any any like bitterness that you held on to for too oh, long? Oh, I'm sure I do. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. I got nothing. I mean, a lot of people have had like a heartbreak or something and that, sure. that probably sustains, but like in the case of, Oh, there's uh, like multiple like mini scenarios that I hang on to all the time that yeah. I think about, but there's nothing that, that like I've turned over in my head for years and years. Well, and in most cases they probably didn't cause you to like lose sleep and unravel at the very spool of your sanity <laughs> of my <laughs> core. Like, like Johnny Lawrence, has nothing. He's literally driving <laughs> drunk in an old Pontiac Thunderbird, like thinking about getting his ass kicked by Mr. Miyagi and like yeah. getting kicked in the face by Danielson and just smoking his hands on yeah. the steering wheel. I know. It is just as funny as it is like, like traumatizing. And those teenage girls, one of which we later learn is Daniel's daughter. So yes. that adds a layer of confusion. Yeah. Those teenage girls are, are, are texting and driving and they actually T-bone his car. Yep. And he freaks out, like, if their doors weren't locked, I think he would have murdered all three of those teenage girls. Yeah. What was he going to do? Like, I don't actually think he was... I think he was just going to yell at them. Yeah. And he was like, ah, that's my car! Well, he had already beat up a bunch of teenagers in this episode. That was the thing that, while I was watching... And it's funny, because Mr. Miyagi did it in... Was it the first or second when they're all dressed as skeletons at Halloween? That's the first one. That's the first one. Okay. I didn't know if they were flashing back to any of the different ones, because I saw clips of the first one recently... But I thought it might have been the second or third. No, anyway. they're 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 only flashing back to the first one. But Mr. Miyagi also kicks a bunch of high school students' ass, and it really makes you question when it's okay to start punching high school students. Well, I don't think that they have any kind of, and I don't know what but, like. A but co- they're like really killing Daniel at the time. Yes. So you're kind of like, is it just a get out of here scenario, or do you step in? And but this is true of the kids who are bullying. Uh, Billy Zach's neighbor it's too. Literally the exact They're same like scenario. pouring Pepto Bismol over his face and stuff. And I was like, maybe I'm I'm ignorant, but like I don't think bullies do that. I think they're more subtle than that. Yeah. The the funniest thing, uh, I think the second funniest thing in that episode was when rather than protecting the kid, he originally was like, Hey, get away from the car. <laughs> and the car is so shitty. Like there's paint wearing off this old Pontiac Thunderbird. Is that the same car he had in the movie? I think it must be. It must be. Yeah. I don't recall. I mean, I have and seen... all of the music is the same. 
I actually loved that. that I thought that I thought the, the opening sequence was very self-aware. Did of, they use the same songs from the movie itself? I, I don't know about that specifically, but it, it was definitely era-specific. And just yeah. the idea of him driving out into the street and we're getting all of these like California streetscapes set to some kind of 80s glam rock tune. Yeah. It's very 80s movie in general. Yep. Power of Love. Totally. Um, and so I thought that kind of... Uh, reacquainted us with the tone of Karate Kid. Yeah. As did, like you said, the clips from the show. It's yes. cool that they they kind of interspliced these different clips from the show. See, that somehow worked. It yeah. sh- like, it shouldn't work. The show in general shouldn't work. Right. It shouldn't work. Right. But it kind of does. It's just so original. The reason it, it, it does, and I don't, I this second episode, have you watched it? I haven't. No, I'm going to. But it's, and I will too, but uh, I don't know if it tries to get you more in um, Daniel Daniel's corner, La- Larusso's corner. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I think uh, Johnny Lawrence is the protagonist of this show. Yeah, right. which is antithetical to what the what the Karate Kid was about. Yeah. And I and I wondered, and I think maybe they are going to give us a little bit more Danielson in the next episode. Yeah, I wondered, does this show? Does it respect the legacy of of Danielson, like that he was like a noble hero in the original series, and now he's kind of he's not sleazy, but he is kind of like a cocky car salesman. Yeah, not from the first episode. Like you, although at the same time, like you see him trying to lend that olive branch. Like, hey, yeah. you know what? Like, let's. No, you're right. I'll, he's, I'll fix your car. For he's free. a pretty nice guy, but he he like I said, he gives he gives him some charity and yeah. I mean, we only follow Johnny Lawrence in this episode. Yes, and he is. He is bottoming out for sure. He's like openly racist a number of times. Yeah. One of his first lines is op- is uh, great more immigrants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they really want us to get on board with this guy who we didn't like to begin with. No. Uh, but I mean, I guess it's 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 better than softening the character who is the villain in the beloved movie. You're in the same way kind of rooting for the underdog. That's what it is. You know, times are tough. Times are tough for Daniel at the time. Times are tough now for... Johnny, Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence. William Zatka. Yeah. yeah. Um, did Did you agree that the funniest line in the show was, "Hey, tell tell me what he just said when he's talking to the Spanish uh, store clerk," and <laughs> and is is his name Miguel? Yeah, Miguel. Yeah. Miguel says, uh, "He said you have a, a tiny wang." He goes, "What? <laughs> tell him he has a tiny wang." <laughs> that, was, that was so funny. To he me. just throws the money at the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know it, it, he is. He is very, very sad. I was also so frustrated at that lady when he when he hung the TV on the wrong wall. Oh yeah, I was just like running door. through things I would have said to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thing I found um, ridiculous mm-hmm. was at Larusso's uh, car dealership, which is like apparently like the best car dealership. Like yes. it's a very successful, legitimate car dealership and body shop, mm-hmm. and he's crushing it and well respected. He's like a proper businessman. Uh, and he has some kind of promotion <laughs> where every time he, every time somebody comes in and, and pays the money for something, he gives them a bonsai, a bonsai tree, tree. <laughs> which I guess is a Mr. Miyagi reference. Yeah. I didn't it's, really remember what that symbolized from the movie, but well, it's just like an Asian culture thing. Yeah. And that's fine. It's, it, it's cool for us, but that must be meaningless to the customers of LaRusso Auto. I was thinking that, like, does <laughs> everyone know that he was a, a karate champion 30 years ago? Maybe because it's the whole milieu of his advertising scheme. Yeah. Like, he's like, I am I am cross-kicking exactly. prices. <laughs> yeah, and it's super corny. It's he, very yeah. corny. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know anything about karate, uh, but it seems to me that the Cobra Kai Dojo teaches uh, a more malevolent kind of street fighting approach to karate it's more like you above everyone else like you right. do what you gotta do and it'll bring out the inner snake in you That's right which is ironic because danielson won the tournament with an illegal crane kick right i and they brought that up yeah they and did. i don't did was that ever said in any other well, movie was I it think, known at the time i think that was just an obligatory address right because it's like one of those things where years go by and people keep saying the same thing that doesn't make sense about the movie. Right. So it's like, what's an example of another major plot hole that, that in a movie that nobody's really been able to get over? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of one right now. You, you're going to come up with one before I do. I mean, like some people like to say that uh, if Buzz Lightyear doesn't believe he's a toy, why does he freeze when, when Andy comes in the room? Right. I, it's not a great example because I don't believe, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. He freezes because he is a fucking toy. Right. Um, 
So like, I, why does why does Donald Duck not wear pants but wears a towel around his waist? Yeah, that's a good one. So, so imagine people said that so so much that was like the main talking point about Donald Duck. So when they <laughs> rebooted Donald Duck, yeah, <laughs> the character. Obviously, they had to address the fact that he's not wearing pants. Right, but he's wearing a towel. Right, in right. like a very kind of like Space Jammy kind of way. And it was easy because in this in this particular context, we're rooting for Johnny Lawrence, right. and he would also have been spent he especially since he's obsessing over this tournament for the last 35 years he is also probably going around to everybody saying yeah but that was an illegal kick right right yeah and they bring that up i love that also i don't remember the scene in the movie although it must have been there where his sensei like tries to strangle him to death yes. because he lost the tournament yeah his sensei was a psychopath <laughs> yeah, he was and like that was one of the things where he's just drinking in an empty parking lot and he just sees this happening like an old vision of like the coach choking him right and people being like you're crazy and him just punching the kids in the throat and stuff fun fact yeah ralph macchio is currently five years older than pat morita was when he played mr miyagi whoa five years older he was in bad shape yeah he's a a grizzly looking guy he played an old man in happy days in like the early 70s right he played arnold so he's just like a 300 year old man i think so yeah probably he's he's been gone for a little while now uh cobra kai was renewed last week it's getting a second season oh cool on now, youtube red i don't know if the whole first season is going to stay free on youtube forever yeah we were talking about this so this is like the first youtube show that's been successful i mean i think so like it's a high budget like like production quality yeah. show and it's 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 a part of something called YouTube Red, and maybe I just don't know what YouTube Red is. Mm-hmm. But I figured it was like the paid version of YouTube, right? And uh, when I was trying to find Cobra Kai this morning, I was like, well, I'll just see if maybe they put the first episode on regular YouTube for free, and they have the whole season up there. Yeah. So maybe that's uh, like not a permanent thing, and you should watch it as soon as well, as can. soon as possible. There's like eight or nine of them up there. Yep. Um, but the second season is on its way, which is cool. Would you, in general, this show is doing much better than I think was expected. Sure. Would you say it's like set, like compared to the original, like 50% more comedy? Yes. More like ridiculous. Well, and that's, that's why I asked, like, is this self-aware kind of, kind of, uh, akin to 21 jump street? Like, right. Is the only way we're going to get away with doing this seriously? If we understand that it's preposterous to do this. Yes. Yeah. And I think that was, was the route they took. Yeah. In a sense, they almost kind of make Daniel the villain. Right. They do. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I, that's what I mean about his legacy being harmed because he was the hero of those movies. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, oh, I don't want this, this guy to win. He's got everything. He doesn't need more. Or could the second season of Cobra Kai be that, that Johnny Lawrence goes too far? I think he's gone too far plenty in the first episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then maybe it has to go back to Danielson and maybe it goes back and forth. I don't know. I don't know either. I and love I, it though. I, I loved it. I thought it was yeah. like, I thought it was really stupid, at yeah. times, but it was so watchable. And I, I also love that they didn't like Disneyfy it. They didn't soften it. Like I, I don't think there's any F words, but pretty no. close a couple of times. Yep. And he is legitimately, sad and drunk driving and like is this kind step- of a psycho is the stepdad supposed to be a big thing from the original i didn't remember that at all i don't know he's played by ed asner yeah in this which is kind of cool i didn't remember the original stepdad i mean or i don't if know he was even in it maybe I, I, he probably wasn't i don't think johnny lawrence was a major character in the karate kid well he was like the main villain he was though. a peripheral villain and he was uh, he was dating the girl who daniel's son kind of stole right but he but was he just was, the mean bully who was, was in like, like the four lead scenes bully yeah. He was in like four scenes. Really? I think. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't think we were seeing two sides of the same coin in the first movie, the way we're we're apparently going to see right. it. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll find out because I think we both want to watch. Uh, yeah, I definitely give it my ass. Yeah. I can't wait for 35 years from now when they do a Cobra Kai starring Jaden Smith. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or starring the kids of Johnny Lawrence and... Yeah. So what's he, is he going to corrupt Miguel, who he's now recruited as his first student? I don't know. I think he'll get him just to the right level of, like, nerd to kind of badass. And also, is he just going to, like, is he going to be his only student the way Daniel was for Mr. Miyagi? So he can go up against those Well, he's opening fellas? a dojo. Like, he's starting a business. I guess you're right. He really should have been doing that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Since he's this community still got the karate talent. Well, and this community 
takes karate, junior karate, way more seriously than almost any other. Yes. He's living in the right town for yeah. his skill set. Absolutely. <clears throat> Which right. what town is it? It's just LA. It just looks like vague California. Right. Okay. I don't know. I, they might have said at some point. Right. I know he's from Jersey originally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, me and this guy, we, we got into it a couple of times <laughs> yeah. back in the day. Yeah. It's water under the bridge, though, right? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. one of the toughest guys I know. Yeah. <laughs> Stole my girl. Well, she wasn't really your girl. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, watch, watch Cobra Kai. It's fun, man. 100%. <clears throat> All right. Well, you have the lovely task of recapping the pilot episode of Netflix's The Rain, yes. which dropped last week. You ready? Yes. I will recap The Rain in... in you three? want to get me down? Two, one, go. Okay, so a girl is in school when her father comes in and says, we have to go, the rain is coming. Uh, they immediately hit the freeway and start driving through the streets of Norway um, until a car accident happens, and then they run through the woods into the bunker. Uh, the dad leaves. Uh, the mother uh, goes out and dies uh, Think when they open the hatch that yep. they have in the bunker. Yep. Um, they end up staying in the bunker for five years, and uh, eventually have to go up because there's no oxygen and people find them. Yep, that's yeah. what happened. That so was like, a it was a brutal death of the mother. It was brutal. Wasn't it bad? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I fully blame the kids for the mother's death, and yep. why they didn't feel more guilt about that, why that wasn't something that kept coming up, it was insane to me. You're right. So there's like pounding on the door, and their dad has already gone off because he has declared that he's the only person on the face of the earth who can save the world, which is. Which needed to be better explained. Yes. But wasn't. Right. Uh, so it's just the two kids and the mom in the hatch. And there's a pounding at the door. And they're like, mom, that could be dad. And she's like, it can't she's possibly like, be she's dad. Like, it's definitely not. And she turns around like right after saying that. And the two kids are gone up to the. Right. Like so, they, so confident after her, their dad is like, stay down here in this bunker that you didn't know about. There, people are for sure going to get sick. You like absolutely cannot go to the door. And they're just like, let's just like look. So they open the hatch and there's this like scary guy trying to find refuge. Of first some thing, the dad is wearing a full yellow suit. Yes. They see the legs first. Yep. And they're like, oh, and the legs are like jeans wearing completely different. Like, yeah, that's not something dad. completely different from what dad was wearing. Right. Why they were like, oh, let's give it a chance. You never <laughs> know while it's raining outside and like. They're totally susceptible to this water that's coming down, but there's a little, like, hatch latch. Right, so it's pouring rain, and the, the rain is poisoned with a virus that kills you almost immediately. Yeah. And uh, this guy, like, kind of pulls uh, Ramus or Rampoosh or whatever the Ra little boy's yeah. name is. Rasmus. Ra okay, Rasmus. And he pulls him out, but he doesn't quite get him out into the rain. And then mom barrels up the stairs, and she rescues Rasmus. Full sacrifice, which seemed a little unnecessary. It was pretty like, quick. Yeah. 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 Like, you could probably, just, like, like, kick his hand or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not like, oh, I'm just going to dive out into it. Body it check him into the poison acid rain. Yeah. And then she does something that's even more ridiculous. When she realizes she's stuck in the rain, she looks up at the sky and gapes her mouth wide open. <laughs> yeah. And collects yeah. a bunch collects, of water. Yeah. Collects <laughs> the water. And then starts screaming. Meanwhile, there's this guy who was the original one who banged on the on the door, who's just puking in yeah. slow-mo next to her. And then she does, and she dies too. Yep. Uh, and then the kids go inside, like you said, for six years, and they have the occasional dance party, and they grow plants, and, and it's really dour, and he gets kind of jacked, and she kind of gets a haircut. Yeah. So the dad is presumably gone after that like first night. But he's not so, dead. He's going to show up. I think so too. Yeah. And they're like, she, he's like, don't look for me. Um, but here's the thing. Five years for five years at no point. Like I know she tr like walked up to the door and opened it and was like, I'm too scared to go outside. So I'm going to well, close it. She went out at nighttime for some reason. Well, that was the thing when she finally went out like five years later, I say like maybe, maybe wait like a month <laughs> before your dad's still gone. And you're like, okay, well let's maybe scope it out a little bit during, yeah. during the day. Yeah. At least open the hatch, take a look around, close it back up. You know, it's pretty secure. But five years? Five years yeah. is so insane. When it flashed from, like, the kids sleeping in bed to waking up as, like, a 16-year-old. Yeah. That was foolish. It was generally foolish. Yeah. I am so... We have done enough podcasts about blue-tinted dramas. Yes. With no laughs. Yes. And entirely dire consequences in some kind of post-apocalyptic... I, chaos I, I was honestly ho holding out hope that it was gonna be a zombie show 
If it, yeah. it would have like last minute kind of pulled that rug out from under me and there were people outside that were like, <laughs> it just feels so predictable. Like in, in the end, yeah. like there's basically the others, like some people outside with gas masks on and they see the kids and they like have shotguns and yeah, they've so it, clearly been living out in the wild, but they're like kind of savages. Yeah. I, I started watching the first, the next episode. So I got a little bit of, cause I was generally curious. Okay. Like, is this show going to be good? Um, and it's a Norwegian show. It's all dubbed over. We should mention that. Yeah, it's that Danish. Too. It's Danish? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a Denmark flag. Copenhagen. Oh. Yeah. It was all centered out of Copenhagen? Yeah. I had no idea. I yeah. should tell my friend Alex. He might have seen the show already. I mean, maybe like it's, prob- it's probably, I mean, it may be kind of akin to that show Dark, which was German. Like, this yeah. is this is not the first time we've chosen a show and then realized after the fact that it's a foreign language show right. dubbed over. And not dubbed as smoothly as Dark, by the way. No. Like, there were times where you thought, oh my gosh, they're actually saying the exact same thing, aren't they? Yeah. Dark was really good, too. That was another difference. Yeah. So you didn't find this very good. I no, I, it held my attention because I really wanted to know where the first episode goes. But now I'm not that interested for the rest of the season. Well, we've just done so many shows where most of the world's population is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and we're not really sure why. And you love the leftovers, which was done so well, right? And I don't know. Did that was that a virus? What happened? Do we know? Um, no, it wasn't a virus. Okay, uh, some kind of supernatural effect. It was kind of supernatural, like like people just left to like another dimension okay kind of thing but they were yeah yeah that's basically it do you agree that they that they got the ball rolling too quickly with this show that like she's in school and then like 45 seconds later she's in the hatch she's in school let's quickly establish that she's kind of smart yep like she's like like everyone's like oh thank you so much for they had that in lost in space which we did a few weeks ago too yeah you're right the really brainiac daughter thank god because she's gonna have to fend for herself right and and it was kind of the same thing like thank god because she's gonna have to figure out this bunker right and like how to raise her little brother and then in almost no time they're driving down the freeway because dad knows what to do right and all hell is is breaking loose and then they're in the bunker really quickly but they didn't spend any time even establishing that dad is a scientist and so that he's like only I can save the planet is very overwhelming, and and also that that Rasmus at one point was sick and he had to inject him with this thing, and then like through the at the beginning of the episode he's like Rasmus is the cure, like he, no he doesn't say the cure, but he's like he's at the center of it all, like you have to keep him safe, you have to keep him safe. That's right. I think that he can potentially be like a cure for it, and oh. I feel like they showed that hand really quickly. You're right. So yeah, so that wasn't a flash forward, that was a flashback. Yeah. To when Rasmus was sick. Yeah. I kind of thought maybe that was a flash forward, although that would that would show the hand that they do, in fact, find their dad again, which, of right. course, is obvious. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and obviously the kid is aged a lot more by the time. Well, it's a different actor. They right. have the same actor playing uh, Selena. Yes. Uh, they just she, give her a haircut. She looks the same age, basically. Yeah. How are they sustaining life in there? Like, I know they have, like, a little herb garden. Uh-huh. Well, there was a whole, like like, pantry of, like, make just mix water and you'll be able to eat right but toward the end of the show they're they're completely running out i guess it's like f- a five-year bunker well and becky as a ginger pointed out that ginger is going to be seriously vitamin d deficient he hasn't been outside right. in six years and it's like when he finds out he's going to get to go outside which of course doesn't happen uh right. not not in any kind of like adventurous exciting context anyway he's like so excited to see the sky yeah like, don't you remember that your mom kind of died hard out yeah, there? Yeah, like in order to see this guy, you're going to have to step over your mom's bones. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking of. Like, that enough, I guess, would be enough for me to not want to go outside. Cause, yeah. Because dead mom's just kind of there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, that's her clothes and her bones. Right, but five years later, would that would that would you be fully skeletal at that point? Almost? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, the when she went into the hospital in the middle of the night, right. those were just full just of skeletons. Kind of like, yeah. That was really nasty, by the way. It was kind of nasty. It was really disgusting. All the animals seem okay. The That's rain, a good point. Guess, doesn't affect them. I guess not. Even though they drink rainwater? Yeah, you would assume. Yeah. Also, like, how close is this bunker to the hospital? Because it just kind of seems like it's... Like she, she took, like, 40 steps and was yeah. at the hospital. Yeah, I agree. Um, and was super quick to be like, there's nothing out there. Like there's right. nothing anywhere. Yeah. No, we have to go to the next bunker. Yeah. And I don't have a plan from there. Is it all over the world? Like, isn't there a way of finding something out a little bit more than that? Also, who not. was she talking to when she had the radio going? Oh, no, that was question. when they were kids. That was, that was when they were younger. Okay. Don't know about that. 
I was interested in that. Um, how necessary did you think it was that she literally walked into a room with the hanging, uh, the hanging yellow suits anytime she wanted to like have a conversation with her father? <laughs> I was having a conversation with an aunt. and there were even times where she was like, "Don't you think? Yeah, don't you think?" <laughs> okay, you can I, just do this in any room. Why? Why do you have to be staring at the shape of a man? Right? Are they? Are they? Are they? excited about this show because it's the first time there's like a high budget show out of Denmark it's probably not that's probably ignorant to say I don't know I mean it got released on Netflix so maybe there is something down the road but can we also point out how responsible the dad was for causing that accident that would have fucked over so many people that were just trying to get away from the traffic accident yeah he's driving like a maniac yeah Yeah. driving like a maniac basically flips a a full semi truck yeah and then they're like we gotta we gotta run like you gotta move your truck and the guy's like how do you expect me to do that (laughs) it's flipped on its side and then they just end up like running into the woods and there's you just see a huge trail of people like on the highway behind them the autobahn or whatever right yeah it's kind of haunting like i kind of like the the openness of that i've seen enough hatches on tv i've seen enough like steel boxes yeah whether it's in like the last man on earth or like the martian with matt damon like i've seen people sequestered in in uh stainless steel enough mm. on a big screen now yeah. like i i think one of the reasons and nobody watches war of the worlds with tom cruise anymore but like one of the reasons that movie is actually good is that like they're like running around outside a lot right or hiding in a basement they're or something vulnerable yeah and that's yeah. more exciting like that's action yeah rather than just like hopeless people whispering in a chrome dome yeah totally and and it even tried to make it very like thriller-esque when she was walking around at the beginning of the episode and Rasmus was still a child. And it was just kind of like, <laughs> oh my God, it's Rasmus. <laughs> yeah. That one person that she lives with. So you think he's going to be the cure? I think he's going to be the cure, yeah. He's got something to do with it all. And why? I don't know. Like, well, they injected him with something that helped him from no, whatever know, serious sickness he had. I know, had. but like, is that a coincidence that he's the cure and his dad is the doctor? Or is he like, did his dad set it up so that his, his boy is the cure. I think he was the cure because he gave him that thing to help him originally when he was sick. Is his dad, uh, as the, the guy who can save everybody also responsible for the virus in the I rain? I think that's a distinct possibility. I think that's a distinct possibility too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you give your S to the show, the rain? Uh, right now? No, I might watch another episode and see what I think, but I'm not going to be like, everyone needs to see the show. Cause I have no idea what, what's going to go on with it no i'm going to give it a hard no hard no no absolutely no. no s so we say no s no but i give it to the cobra kai of course i'm going to feel inclined to call it karate kid for a long time i think really yeah i like cobra kai cobra kai was a way more badass name than oh yeah miyagi's <laughs> backyard <laughs> miyagi's backyard <laughs> then wax on wax off <laughs> it would be awesome if you just got Daniel son to paint Miyagi's backyard <laughs> on like a wood plank that they hung up. So they have referenced a couple of, of karate kid memes in, in the, the crane kick was illegal. Okay. And also sweep the leg, sweep the yeah, leg, sweep the legs, a big thing, but they did not reference wax on wax off. And that is the most iconic karate kid moment. Yeah. But didn't, didn't he have, um, at one point didn't, um, what's his name? Johnny Lawrence say like, you know, the methods are unorthodox and didn't it show like Miguel, like wiping something on the floor? Maybe. I don't know. I thought he was like kind of doing like a waxing motion on the floor. That that could be a smash cut. And I'd be fine with that, but I think it would be so much richer if uh, Daniel LaRusso like goes into the garage that he owns Mm -hmm. and he's like telling them to make sure they wax on wax off with, (laughs) with the cars, with the cars. Oh, I bet that's going to happen at some point. I think it could be because he he owns a body shop. I think that's definitely going to happen. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. It goes wax on, wax off. (laughs) And he winks at the camera. Yeah. I'm on board. Honestly, like the premise of Karate Kid actually teaching like those practicing those movements is so dumb. Like that, that eventually he's like, wait a second. My muscle memory from the wax on wax off thing totally taught me how to kick this guy's ass. But that's not what the wax on wax off thing was. In the end, it was just him getting Daniel to wax his car. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Because that's... It was just discipline. It was... Well, that's the premise of the Karate Kid is that he's teaching this kid how to fight, but really he's teaching him how to be a man. Right. But the gag of Wax On, Wax Off was Daniel thinks that this is a lesson and he's really just getting Daniel to wax his car. 
Well, that's what he says, but I think deep down it really was a lesson. I think he's just pulling his leg. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you instill Miyagi with too much cred. Maybe I do. He's got too much integrity. Mm-hmm. All right. When you go home, I'm going to edit this podcast and watch episode two of Cobra Kai. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Uh, Will, Will Smith has said that he wants to rap again. Why wouldn't he? Because, because he wasn't great at it. That's fair. I mean, he was once. He was like the guy, but like he, he had... doesn't need to do that. Did you hear that apparently he, the reason that he did Fresh Prince was to get out of... Yeah, we talked. Told that, me, that was our never was trust. Our out last week. <laughs> Damn it! I thought a friend told me that. Thought uh, for sure that was a great sakes. never trust Will Smith fact. God damn it! Um, I believe that he wants to rap again. I think he's like gonna be rapping until he's eighty. Do you think? Has he been rapping since? He like, did. do you think like when the family is all sitting around for family movie night, like he's got his phone out and he's writing rhymes? I think every ten years. No, I don't think he writes any of his rhymes anyway. Yeah, you're probably right. Like, I think he gets an, a young up and comer to do it. He hires a writing staff? Yeah, 100%. Oh, God. Yeah. There's, well, no, he, uh, there's no way that he's sitting down and being like, okay, club, love, love, club. <laughs> uh, I think I got it, Jada. Club and my other and love. three wives. So what you're saying is never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith. <laughs>